everybody. Happy New Week. Oh my goodness, we had the most wonderful weekend of weather here in Melbourne for the last like three days, like high teens and it was um, beautiful as you saw. I was out there at the pool, the spa, sorry not the pool, it's a bit cold for the pool, uh, playing games out on the grass and all that sort of stuff. So um, yeah, it was really good to get some vitamin D and leave the house. So anyway, I'm excited to be here this morning and uh, I've made Mondays my dress up day. So I've got my polka dot dress here, all happening. Uh, I would do a workshop in this dress, but this is the new way of doing workshops and these little Monday morning lives are my perfect way to, hang on, my fringe is not right. <laughs> my perfect way to start the week. Um, and something that came up in a masterclass last week, I hosted a masterclass for my authors. Uh, that we do six of them a year for a full day training, really full on uh, kind of seminars, um, came up from our guest presenter, my sister from another mother and father, Francesca Moy, and uh, we talked about being stalkable and how stalkable are you? Hey, Annette, great to see you on the call. So how stalkable are you and your business? Um, and that was something that came up um, and uh, gave our authors a lot of sort of uh, insights and aha moments in terms of what they need to uh, do in terms of their stalkability online because people don't just magically appear in our businesses and our worlds um, you know and become clients there's actually a lot of background steps that occur before they become those clients how do I know this is because um, over the last 10 years of working with people and asking them those questions, you know, how did you find us? You know, where did you come from? Some I know they have stalked me for many, many years or have responded to my um, social media posts and all that kind of stuff. But others completely sort of feel like they've come out of the woodwork, out of nowhere. And um, and then I'm wondering, you know, how, how where did the connection come from and how did they, you know, feel that they could like, you know, trust us to do this process with us. So that's what I want to talk about today and kind of um, get you to understand um, what it means um, and what it takes to become highly stalkable in your, uh, for your personal profile, especially if your business is you um, and people are buying you, uh, which happens a lot in the coaching industry. People buy people rather than, hey, this is the solution to the problem. That's what I'm after. Like they first got to have a buy-in with you before they would, um, um, you know, kind of look at what other things and what's your system like and all that kind of stuff. So that's what we're going to talk through. Um, and then I'm going to give you 10 different areas you should look into to make yourself and your business more stalkable. Okay. Um, we often, uh, I often in every workshop that I do, um, at the probably in the first 15 minutes of the day, I would ask the audience, you know, who did a little bit of stalking on us? Who um, checked out that we actually run retreats? Who checked out what we have done before you actually came here? And pretty much nearly every hand goes up in the room uh, that they have done their research. So please don't take the word stalkable as a, a, a bad word. It's just like a funny way of saying, you know, have you done, did you do some research before you came in to know who, um, who we are and what we do? All right, so I want to cover off some points about um, what uh, what it means and um, basically um, how people, you know, uh, human behavior and psychology does uh, works uh, when making a purchasing decision. And I'm the same. Uh, uh, I would operate the same way in my own life when I'm looking to buy a product or a service. 
I'm going through and looking at the person's website and I'm looking at their social media fan page. I'm looking at what other people have said on their ads. If it's a Facebook ad, I read the comments of people have, who have given feedback um, and received maybe that product or service. So before I kind of go, yep, I'll buy this thing uh, or I will invest or I want to talk to this person further. So first point is people do their research. You must know that people do their research before they contact you. They don't just magically appear in your world um, just because they kind of stumbled across something and um, and all you know it was just so awesome and they've come. They actually will do multiple forms of research before they would make a buying decision, even if that buying decision is five, ten dollars, twenty dollars, thirty dollars, like because you. Just starting the relationship there and I guess that is a really important thing to have available for uh, people is that initial low cost investment for them to just dip their toe in the water and to start to get to know you. Okay, so for us it's our half day workshop which is $29 with a $30 upgrade um, and with our VIP. Um, and also, um, you know, other people like have little um, products like um, ebooks that they sell or their actual books would be that point and all that, all that kind of stuff. All right. Um, so another point about stalking is some people will stalk you for a very, very, very long time before they contact you or reach out to you. And the thing you must know is that not everyone that responds or comments on your social media is going to be uh, like, um, like it's not the true number, right? I always say quadruple what your engagement and responses and content uh, uh, comments are on your social media posts because quarter of the people are actually engaging with your posts, putting a like, writing a comment, and the other three quarters are just watching, observing, getting value hopefully from you, and, um, and just kind of sitting there quietly in the background, um, you know, uh, stalking. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what, they, uh, what they're doing, right? So never underestimate how many people are actually looking at your stuff, okay? There's a lot more than actually, right, well, how do I know this? Because they've come to my workshops and they've said, I have followed you for four years. I go, I've never seen your name come up. I've never seen a comment, a like, any interaction from you. Not, oh, no, 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 I'm not one of those people who writes comments and interacts with posts, right? I'm just curious if any people are watching this live, let's do a test. You know, have you watched my lives for a while? Uh, and you just kind of never say anything, but you do watch it and you, you kind of catch up with it. I'm curious. Maybe, maybe you'll be brave enough to just say, yep, that's been for me for a while, a little while now. Okay, I'd, I'd love, love to know um, if there is. And they might not say anything, right? Um, so, um, some uh, become your biggest fans and spokespeople, uh, but they will never buy from you. Uh, however, they will refer to you um, regularly. They will send people your way to your business. So, you're not just adding value for people's intention that hopefully one day they will buy from you. It is also goodwill and reputation building because those biggest fans will say, oh, I know a person who could help you with that problem. You know, I've been following her or him for a while. Um, you should really contact them and that other person becomes your client, right? Because often, often, and I've learned this then from mentors of mine, 
our biggest fans will never buy from us. The people that blow up our tires, is that how we say, that the saying is? I always get sayings wrong. You know, you know the people who always like say, you're so good, you're the best, I love your stuff, da 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 You know, they're just like, like a loud and proud kind of fan and they make you feel good and you think they're going to buy from you, but they don't. Good morning, Jules. All right, everyone's intently listening and not commenting. Come on, give me some love. Give me some comments. Or who, who's on the call? I want to know who's here live, right? So, so don't hold your breath. I have been way too many times disappointed thinking that someone would actually work with me after following me for so long and singing my praises and doing all that sort of stuff and then absolutely doing nothing, um, you know, at a point where I thought, yep, this is the natural next step. They seem to be really into, you know, wanting to learn, da 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 and then nothing happens, right? And so don't hold your breath and just know, though, however, that these people, your biggest fans will most likely be your biggest referrers. My, my bloody fringe is not sitting the way I want to tell this morning. Good morning, Julia. Nice to see you on the call as well. All right, giving some love there. All right, so um, people will Google if you're a scam. Okay, because I've been told again that oh, Natasha, like someone who's become a client, or even someone who like I've gotten to know a bit more. Yeah, yeah. When I started, you know, um, uh, sort of interacting with you, I went to Google and put ultimate forty-eight author scam. Yeah, uh, especially if like our business promise, you know, it's kind of like unbelievable. So of course, like you know, but people are going to Google your name and then scam, and then want to find it. And again, they're doing their research. So don't. Be taken aback if people do that. It's just the normal part of research. This is why we need to have great, build up great reputation and put lots of good stuff that overwhelms. If anyone ever puts something bad about us or our business, that the good stuff is way more than the bad stuff because it's really hard to remove something off the internet that is not um, um, that, that that's not good. Like you know, you can't trace back. It's really hard to like just clean up your profile or your reputation. This is why you have to be really mindful of how you manage it and your behavior online and how you deal with problems with uh um and how you problem solve behind the scenes, um so that everything ends up being amicable um and you're not in danger of people naming and shaming you online. Okay. Uh, let me see what else is it. A lot of uh, your stalkers will, will never interact and engage with you or, or like or comment on your social media, which is what I've said. They'll Google that if you're a scam and often the biggest uh, uh, fans won't um, buy from you. Okay, I stalked you before I came to the half day. Best talking I've ever done, <laughs> Julie. And Julie right now, today, she's um, you know already written her book, writing her second book, and um, there you go. Like She was just a person from the general public who never had heard from us and did a lot of research before. And a lot of people will do that before we, they pay for a ticket to come to one of our events. Um, all right, so so what are the ways to improve your and your business's talkability online? So here I'm going to give you 10 different places you need to i guess do a little quiz on yourself how many of these are you doing how many are you not doing because all of this that i'm about to uh, <laughs> this is a julie day i'm a wendy wendy this is because julie is 
talking to me in the chat box, uh, obviously in the comments. So therefore, I'll, uh, uh, ah, yeah, and Julia, <laughs> and Julia, yes, yeah, it must be. Your name doesn't start with a J. <laughs> okay, so um, ten different ways um, that um, you need to like say yes or no. Like maybe put a list now if you're listening to this and you're writing some notes. But figure, and by the way, I'll share my notes. I always have a like uh, like have them up here. All right, first one is, do you post valuable content on social consistently, okay? Consistently. So what, whatever what uh, your expertise is, um, or do you post to add value and help people who require the solution to their problem through your content, right? My Monday morning lives are my consistent approach to always releasing fresh new content that I want to share with my audience. Yep. This then gets converted into emails, into blogs, gets posted on my YouTube channel. And now I have a library of five years worth of Monday morning lives, right? So I don't need, it's kind of my routine. It Really, as much as I do it for you guys, I do it for me to get my week started, to get myself in business thinking mode. And it's kind of like a win-win-win, you know, so maybe is this something you could start for yourself, you know, for your audience, you know, that, that if you turn up and you, practice, you get to practice your public speaking skills, right? And your online delivery, because no one's talking back at you, you can like, you're looking at the, at the chat box, but really it's a whole different dynamic, right guys? It's a really different dynamic talking to yourself in a computer screen. And so if you can refine and get good at that, then you become more engaging and therefore more people start to follow and all that kind of stuff. But of course, on the other days, you want to be consistent and be adding value. Um, we talked about that in the masterclass. You know, do you have a social media calendar where you've written a series of posts and then you can get a virtual assistant to um, spread them out? I did my 90-day calendar, I think it was late June, as part of the Winter Business Boost Challenge, which was the 30-day Business Boost Challenge. And then um, now my VA is just posting all of those book-related uh, valuable posts, like they're, they're mixed, right? Obviously, social media posting is a, an art form. Uh, and how did I get to do, doing that? I invested in someone else's social media calendar that I bought off a Facebook ad, and then I modeled that and I refined it to my niche. Okay, so it's really good if you can if you can have something that's purposeful and scheduled um, that you do once, and then now I don't have to think of the next ninety days at all. Okay, and then I'm probably gonna pass it over to Stuart and then he might do the next 90 days. Once we have a year's worth of content, we can actually rotate that content because no one's going to remember um, anything from a year ago. Okay, so um, that's the first one. The second one is, do you, uh, well, the second one is very closely linked up to the first one. Obviously, social media posting is, um, uh, you know, photos, content, um uh videos you might be like pre-made yeah pre-made the second thing is do you do live streams and this is where voila okay so do you do live streams you know it could be like shorter live streams where you might just be somewhere you want to show something or you know share a bit of fun and insight behind the scenes of your life and what you do um or it could be something as formal as this and if you haven't how can you get used to you know is it going to start off once a fortnight you know and then build it up to once a month and um, and that pushes you really to be creative with your content. So now I've got to do two, two content pieces every Sunday night. I've got to do my content piece for today, this morning, 
my Monday morning live. And the second one is for my secret authors group, which is a little bit more book related um, rather than say small business related. So that pushes me to keep coming up with new ideas every single week. And trust me, it is a challenge to come up with um, with new ways of saying um, saying stuff so you continue educating uh, people. And if you get um, stuck or dry uh, with content, maybe watch people that do similar things to you. Uh, read some blogs, look at some videos, just kind of get some ideas going. And I have fi- uh, figured out um, my um, way of coming up with awesome ideas has been lately doing diamond painting. It's such a meditative process. Um, and I sit there and do that, like coloring by numbers, if you don't know what it means. But as I do it, my brain kind of just goes into somewhere, nowhere, uh, no man's land. But then all these ideas pop into my head. And then I have some a notepad on my phone near me. And then I just like, if it comes up, I, I, I write it. Um, and that's actually how I came up with his lives uh, for this morning. You know, so, so what is it, you know, how can you get um, creative in that way? All right, so do you do live streams this is the second one? Because the more you do, remember, live streams stay there forever, yeah? But you can extract the video from Facebook. You can get it transcribed. You can have blog pieces, YouTube, everything, right? So all of a sudden, a live stream becomes a very valuable asset of content for your business. Have you got a website is the next one. Have you got a website? And is that website, um, you know, well populated? You know, are you adding things, social proof on there? You know, do you have some videos embedded in your website where people can actually see and feel your personality, right? You know, is it, um, or is it just kind of very basic, right? So obviously having a well-populated website with a blog, with beautiful content, images, all that kind of stuff makes you look more professional. This is your shop front of your business. A lot of people, you guys who follow me, do you don't have a shop front and a bricks and mortar business. You have got an online presence and you're wanting to build that online presence more and more, especially right now. So your website needs needs to be beautiful. Now, don't hold your breath that you're doing your website for the random people that will find find it. You're not doing your website for the random people that will find it. You're doing your website for your stalkers who have discovered you on social media who then want to look um, further and stalk you to make sure you're a real business. Yeah? Because organic um a reach in terms of website and SEO, search engine optimization, all of that is a very long-term game, yeah? But you still need to have your website because that is where people are going to go stalk you once they have maybe seen you on social media and then they look at your profile and they connect back to, you know, your website. If you look at my social media, make sure you do that, do this, uh, is make sure all your contact details are, like when people go to look at you, what you do, and then you have your website, they can click right through to uh, what your website is. And I've got my, I think I've got two. I've got writerbook.com.au and tashadidman.com where people can. So I've got two, one for my personal branding, one for my business. All right. Gail, I thought um, Francesca had said to post on our personal profile because of the algorithm on business pages. Do you post these Monday morning lives on your personal? Yes, I do, Gail. Uh, And then my VA at this moment at 9 a.m. shared it in three groups. She shared it in the author your way to reach us, ultimate business support and our secret um, the uh, Ultimate 48 Ultra Mastermind group. So my VA shares it. So I'm actually live in four spots at the same time, but this goes live from my personal profile. That is where you get the highest engagement and reach. Okay. And then you can share it in groups and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right. 
So have you got a business and fan page? Which is, brings me to this point, girl. Yeah, business and fan page. Have you got one? Because this is your website on social media. <laughs> yeah, again, it's not going to get a lot of organic reach because Facebook wants you to advertise to get seen on business pages. Okay. If you don't advertise, you're going to have two, 300 likes. If you're lucky, you'll get up to a thousand. Yeah. The reason ours is at eight and a half thousand is because we've advertised for five and a half years, you guys. Don't be disheartened if your fan page is not very uh, engaged, uh, like hasn't got engagement and all that sort of stuff. But guess what? If people like what you do via your personal profile and what you're sharing, they're going to go stalk the website. They're going to go stalk the business fan page. Okay. And that's where you need to have that valuable content where people are getting um, tips and tricks and shortcuts and all that kind of stuff on how to do things, you know, around the problem that you solve, right? Let me see what other comment there has been here. How do you start if you don't have much of a network for you? Just start a net. You start, you just click live and talk about the thing. Talk about your story. First thing you share is probably your story and what you're doing. You, you're about to start writing a book. You can do so much teasing and lives about what's coming up. You don't have to tell people everything, but just show, keep showing up because in the early days, there's going to be crickets. Yep. You won't have likes. You won't have viewers. You won't have um, uh, anything happening. And you kind of go, this doesn't work. No one's talking to me. It's like, you know, I'm talking to myself, but it does because you're building up your digital footprint, guys. Talkability is about building your digital footprint. Yeah. Gary V on a video I watched recently, I don't follow him very much, but there was this video said that, or, or was it a post? I don't know what it was, but he goes, I didn't had not created not one piece of content until I was 34 years old. Not one piece of content. And you know, you know about him, how much content he's got out there. He's everywhere. Yeah. Same thing when people look at me and they go, oh my God, now you've got 1500 videos on YouTube. You're on large, you're doing it. But guys, it, it sounds overwhelming, but this was done over 10 years consistently. The key is discipline and consistency in anything, right? All right, cool. I hope that helped, <laughs> Annette. Uh, all right, so uh, business, have you got a business fan page? Yeah, and do you post on there consistently? Because imagine there's some people who have a business fan page or a like page. So business, Fan page or like page is the same thing, yeah? It's the one that people like and da da, da. Um, And so, um, but then there's nothing posted since March 2020. <laughs> Hang on a second. You're not an active business then. They don't perceive you. Your stalkers will not perceive you as an active business. Oh, they must have gone out of business because of COVID, yeah? They could start thinking those things. That's what's going on. People need to tick boxes in their head. Francesca teaches that. People have these little boxes in their head. Do I like you? Do I trust you? Do you have social proof? Do you know what you're talking about? And they tick, 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 tick uh, before they make a decision to talk to us. <laughs> Thank you, Annette, for acknowledging that. Okay, so do you have a YouTube channel? Okay, do you have a YouTube channel? And are you consistently building your videos on there that are public and unlisted? I actually use my YouTube channel as a bit of a um, two things. It's got a public um, uh, place where I think 1,100 of my videos are public. And then I've got another 500 that are just for my private clients that I share uh, hidden links with them that uh, they can watch. So our masterclass was hidden and it sits there. No one can find it otherwise. By the way, my YouTube channel builds up because of what I do right now. 
I'm not gonna, I don't go there purposely do a video on YouTube and all that kind of stuff. I do my Monday morning live, this gets extracted by my VA, she uploads on there and every week there's fresh new public content. So just because right now there's, what, uh, 15 to 20 people come on these lives live, that doesn't mean this live is not working for me for years. It's working for me. After, for the rest of this week where people catch the recording, later today they will, I know, because you guys tell me, you watch it later in the day because you can't make it at 9 a.m. Monday, my time, yeah? And then, and then they find that my subscribers on YouTube will get notification that there's a new video. Um, you know, oh, actually, another thing Lindy does is she extracts the audio from these lives and she puts it on my podcast uh, channel uh, via a platform called Anchor FM. So it becomes a podcast as well. So this is working for me for so many years, um, not just right now, right? You've got to think about long-term live streams are uh, uh, wrong, um, long-term. Kerry, you can go back and watch the recording of this if you only catch, uh, uh, came 25 minutes into it, all right? Oh, my God, there's more to say. I'm going to go through the live. I've got five minutes, guys, because I've got to go do my live in my other group and be consistent and be on time. Do you blog is the next thing. Do you blog? And you don't have to blog again by sitting there on a computer writing. I don't like doing that. I like speaking and then transcribing. It's a lot faster. For me, it's just like and get someone else to clean it up once you have the resources, right? Once you have the resources, you can blah your content. Like our email marketing company we've just hired. I've sent them eight videos. They're going to do eight emails for me of content. And it's my voice and everything. But they're doing all the cleanup and tidy up and all that. They're doing all that work for me. So I only need to plug in those emails into my database. It's still from me. But I didn't have to sit there and slave away at the computer. Once you have the resources, you're able to do so much with your content, uh, clever things that once you do one thing, it gets boom, spread in so many different ways. Yeah, this is why it's so valuable for me to turn up for this half an hour for you guys and get my week started. There's just like a million benefits uh, to it all. Okay, have you been in the media? If you've been in the media, even if it's been a long time ago, you can use the logos and put them on your website. Put them uh, some uh, on your branding where possible, your speaker bio. So make sure you use those media logos to your advantage because that oozes a rock star profile. I told my authors this and I'll tell you as well. A rock star profile positions you as a speaker, as a person in media and as an author. Speaker, author, media. What you do, that's what people want to see when they stalk. Speaker, author, person in the media. What they need is coaching, consulting, training, facilitation, right? But they don't buy those things. They buy speaker, author, media. Then I want to work with you. You know what you're talking about. Uh, you've been out there, you know, and um, and therefore. So if you have been in the media, even if it's been in the past, you can pull up those logos, just Google them, and you can put them next to your name as further credibility or work on getting uh, media coverage, all right? Next one is, do you post testimonials and social proof regularly? Or did you just collect testimonials and social proofs in the early days of your business when you just were starting out and then stopped? Okay? I'm constantly taking and watching out for social proof videos, social proof, social media posts. I love taking screenshots. Of course, every single time if I do that and I see it on an author's um, personal page or whatever, I always say, hey, you said something really awesome about us here. I've taken a screenshot. Do I have your permission to use this? I always ask for permission 
because I don't want anything to get out there and they've gone, where did you go? I'm like, I never approved this. Like, you know, even, you know, because I feel that it's the right thing to do. Yeah. So always, always ask for permission and always ask for fresh new testimonials and social proof. Because imagine if you're showing something that was from five, six years ago. Like, hang on, people want to know that things are current, that things are from right now. My recent half-day workshops, I was sharing my testimonials from my authors in the May retreats, the virtual retreats, because I wanted to attract more people into my virtual retreats as we go through it. By the way, it's retreat week. It's the Australian retreat this week, and it's retreat number 31. We've got 20 authors coming. 20 authors. We actually capped it. We sold it out. There was more people wanted to buy into it, so I said, no, you got to come to November. Uh, because that's like, uh, like where we feel like is the maximum. And then we've got our USA one in two weeks' time. Will I be asking these authors at the end of their retreat for who wants to give us a, a short testimonial? Absolutely, because I want to keep building up, you know, fresh new stuff. And then I've got this playlist on YouTube, guys, that's got over four to 500 feedback testimonial videos that I've collected at the end of every retreat because we're live. Like our video one, video ones are the most powerful. Yeah. And then um, and then if anyone ever inquires with my business, I, I want to hear what other people are saying. Here's the playlist. There's 500 things you can actually go through if you like. Yeah. So that's massive social proof. Keep building it up. Stuart used to tell me, oh, when are you going to stop taking this? No, never. Never. I said, I want fresh new stuff. You never also know when you're going to get that perfectly worded testimonial. Not everyone is great at giving one. Yeah. They don't say the things you want them to say. Um, so therefore, you know, if you get 10, you might pull two that are like so saying and addressing the things you want them to address. Yeah. Okay. Last couple, uh, is your LinkedIn profile fully filled out and has recommendations and re endorsements? Yeah. So LinkedIn is really important. Again, it's your resume or your CV on, so on the internet. Yeah. People will stalk that as well. Make sure it's well filled out and that you're asking people to leave you written testimonials. They're called recommendations on LinkedIn and um, and collect those. If you go to mine, by the way, go, go for it. Like there's over 30, 35 that I've collected over time and I have given people. So people can leave you testimonials as a, um, as a friend or a co co colleague. They can leave you if they were a client. Um, I've left people uh, about them being my client uh, recommendations and how awesome they were, yeah? So, you know, I always say to people, hey, if you want to leave me one, I'm happy to leave you one back, you know, and it's you're not lying or anything. It's like it asks you, you know, this person was a client of yours or you were a client of that person or like there's like six or seven options of how, what's your relationship, yeah? Really, really powerful. And then endorsements, once you get those 500, uh, 199 pluses of, how many people have endorsed you for certain skills that makes your profile really a rockstar profile? Yeah, takes time to build up, but it's really, really powerful. And the last one is, are your clients featured on your website? You know, do you have like a page on your website where it's our, like we, ours is called um, uh, our authors, and then we've got a second page called the love, and the love is where we put the testimonials on that uh, website and our authors is where we feature our clients yeah of course for us because they write books it's easier to think about how we would feature them um but for you it could be just a, t a testimonials and the social proof and all that kind of stuff because it's really really powerful to encourage people to go and talk to your clients if they want to work with you and i tell people i wish i knew um 
to speak to uh, an author who had worked with the company I worked for the very first time when I published my first book. And all the headaches I ended up having would have been probably never existent because I wouldn't have gone with that company. And so I say to my clients, I say, go and talk to our authors. Go and talk to people to see what their experience was like. Don't take it just from me. It's way more powerful when someone can describe what it was like to work with you. And if you're doing the right thing and you're serving people and you're giving and you're, um, uh, you know, working with integrity, honesty, you've got nothing to worry about. Okay. So I hope, guys, that these tips have been valuable for you today. Go and make yourself more stalkable. The best time to start is was yesterday. <laughs> the next best time is today because it takes time to become stalkable, you know. And often the best social proof is just say, people, Google me and see what comes up, okay? And, um, and that's what you want to see come up, like lots of videos, lots of content and all, all that kind of stuff. And that's how you build further credibility over the long term and then those mystery clients that have just popped in and just signed up with you uh they're not so mystery because they have come from a different way so have a wonderful week ahead um stay safe wherever you are we're in level four lockdown it's a state of disaster here in victoria apparently according to our premier what can we do we just got to stay on purpose we've got to stay in routine and um and do take one day at a time that's what i'm doing that's what my my family is doing and as i like to finish it off smash it out all right have a wonderful week talk to you guys soon bye